It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. I really do. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for FanRag Sports, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers, and you can find all of the podcast content at LockedOnPackers.com. It is Thursday. Normally, we have the scouting report on Thursday. We did the scouting report on Wednesday opponent Wednesday, because today we have Kristen Balboni, formerly of Fox Sports, now of Stadium, of Facebook. She is all over digital sports media to talk about the Carolina Panthers. So I I highly recommend that you go back and you check out what was on uh, the show yesterday in terms of breaking down the Panthers, because it sets up this conversation today really nicely. It provides some perspective. I think it's, it's... it's nice to have Wednesday and Thursday shows back-to-back for the way that we've set up the week. Because normally on Wednesdays, we have opponent Wednesday, and, and I bring in someone who either covers the team or follows the team or, or roots for the team to provide some some broad strokes perspective. And then on, on Thursday, I get into the nitty-gritty. I get into the, the, the weeds of the opponent. And, you know, I think it's it's... It works either way. You can either go broad to specific or specific to broad. In this case, we're going to go specific to broad. And it's great because this conversation with Kristen is great. We we, uh, we did pre-record it, you know, to take you behind a little bit how the sausage is made. Sometimes these interviews have to be pre-recorded. You'll, you'll hear Kristen talk about last night when really she means two nights ago because we recorded this on Wednesday and, and obviously it's now Thursday. So that's just the reality of, of how we have to make radio here. But that conversation is, is is really fun. It is much more lighthearted than I would say most of the interviews that I do are, uh, mostly because, you know, I think this is this is an upbeat week. And I, I didn't want to get bogged down in the minutia because I want everyone to be really excited that Aaron Rodgers is back and that he's going to be part of this team moving forward. Now, before we... Before we move too much further, I, I do want to address some of the concerns that have been out there, and, and I talked about it a little bit yesterday when when it became clear that he was going to play. There is still this sect of Packers Twitter that believes he should not be playing, that there's too much risk, and why why worry about it? Too many things need to go right, and too many things need to happen in order to make this 
this work and why risk long-term injury? Well, Aaron addressed that on Wednesday. I wouldn't be playing if I didn't feel confident playing the way that I played my entire career. So uh, that game helped uh, back in 2013, knowing what I can do and absorb. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not worth it unless you're going to go out there and play confidently. Now, I think even more than that, and this is really important, the best players, if they can play, should play. That should just be accepted. The Green Bay Packers are not the Cleveland Browns or the San Francisco 49ers of late or the Jacksonville Jaguars before this year. This is not a rebuilding team. This is not a team that is going to say, hey, Aaron, why don't you just take a seat? We're going to sit these last three games and we're going to we're going to go try and get draft picks because we don't want to risk any injury with you. I don't know how many times I need to say it, but apparently the answer is again that he would not be on the field. And I tr- I trust, I personally trust Aaron Rodgers to be smart enough with his own body, a guy who has said he wants to play into his 40s to say, if I knew I was at an elevated risk for re-injury, I'm not coming back to a 7-6 and six team. In fact, on Wednesday, he, he basically said as much. That if, if the Packers had not won the last two games, he's just not coming back. But the fact that they are still in a playoff race means that he is medically cleared. Now, that doesn't mean that. He is medically cleared, and he's going to come back and play. If the Packers weren't in a playoff race, let's say they lose the last two games, they're 5-8, and eight, and they're out of it, he might get medically cleared but they just won't play him. They'd just put him on IR and the season would be over and he'd be healthy enough to play. He just wouldn't play. But the the two things came together. The Packers won enough games to be in a position to make the playoffs and he's medically cleared. My understanding is, as I've said for weeks now, 80 to 85% is the number. With the plate, where if he gets to that percentage in terms of healing, he is at at no greater risk of being re-injured than he would have been in week one, week two, week three, week four. And if that's the case, he should be on the field so long as Green Bay has a mathematical chance at the playoffs. That's it. Now, what I did appreciate was Rodgers also on Wednesday talked about his impact on this team and understanding that it was going to have an impact and he hoped it had an impact, but also that He's not showing up to save the season, and he hopes that his teammates don't expect him to wear a cape and that everyone's play needs to be elevated as a result. Obviously, I think there's an expectation of the, the way I play on Sunday and how I'm going to play. Uh, I enjoy those expectations. I enjoy uh, meeting those or exceeding those. Um, that's what it means to be a leader in this locker room and, and the quarterback of this team is, is going out and performing and doing your job. Hopefully it gives a lift to some of the guys, but uh, you know I'm not coming back to, to save this team. I'm coming back to to uh, play quarterback the way I know how to play it, and and hopefully we all raise the level of our play collectively and find a way to win these three games. This is what you want to hear from your quarterback. This is what you want him to say, and you hope that the Packers take it to heart because this team needs to elevate its play defensively. 
The offensive line needs to play well. You still have a backup at right tackle. You still have a backup at tight end. You still have two rookies at running back. So uh, there's still a lot that needs to go right for Green Bay, but they need they they can go into Charlotte and win. And that's the important thing because if they do that, they're 8 and 6 and they're very much alive in the NFC playoff race. Before we get to Kristen, I want to remind you about draft. If you're a fantasy football fan, and chances are, if you're listening to this, you are a fantasy football fan, you've at least tried the daily fantasy sites. I've tried them. They can be fun, but there's also a fatalistic aspect to it. If you've read any of the articles out there about those daily fantasy sites, you know that there's former hedge fund managers and quantitative analysis experts that are in those pools. They're playing. The odds of you winning are not great. If you want much better odds, 80% better chances, then try a real live snake draft with Draft. They they even made the name easy for you to remember. You're done in under five minutes. You play for just the week like the Daily Fantasy sites, but your chances of winning are so much better. And all new players get a free entry into a real money draft with your first deposit at draft using the promo code L-O-N-F-L, like locked on NFL, L-O-N-F-L. Play a real money game for free just by using the promo code L-O-N-F-L. And listeners to Locked on Packers get a money back guarantee up to $100 on that deposit. Just search Draft in the App Store and go to Draft.com. Come play for free right now with the promo code L-O-N-F-L. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel, and that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's Killer Bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed-coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason. It tastes so stinking good. Dave's Killer Bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-GMO ingredients and is power-packed with whole grains, fiber, and protein. 
Visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for Dave's Killer Bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store. All right, Opponent Wednesday on Thursday. I guess it's Opponent Thursday with Kristen Balboni. You can find her on Twitter at Kristen Balboni. She's also on Facebook, IG, Snapchat, all those things. Kristen Balboni, that, that is just brand synergy to the max. You can see her on Stadium, which used to be 120 Sports covering games. You can see her on Facebook. They're now showing games, which is awesome. You don't even need to leave the sites that you normally look at to find sports now. And you can find Kristen, which is great. Formerly of Fox Sports, now doing sideline reporting and killing it in the digital media space. Kristen, thanks for joining Locked on Packers. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Although, look, I have to say, I was going to come on this podcast and I was going to be, you know, smug a little bit about how good the <laughs> Panthers were doing. And, you know, all the Packers are really fighting through Brett Hundley, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, last night, the Instagram post from Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I knew this was his projected date to come back. I knew that he would come back if they were still in it. But this is making it a little bit tougher. I don't know if I knew this was going to be the play when I agreed to this. <laughs> We did talk about this a long time ago. So I did. I don't think either of us knew that that Aaron Rodgers was going to miss half a season before that, though. So it's uh, it's uh, definitely an interesting time for for this. And and I'm I'm happy to have you on to talk about the Panthers. Let me start here. What is it like? Because as someone who watches the Packers every week, I, I don't have this experience. <laughs> OK, what is it like to to support and watch and and cheer for a team that has a defense? <laughs> That's not where I thought you were going to go with that question. Um, <laughs> it's great. It is, I, it is It is. wonderful. I mean, look at what Julius Peppers is doing. I don't know what's going on there, but I love it. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a lot of fun watching Luke. It's a lot of fun watching those guys. But on the flip side, and, and you've gotten a little bit of sense of this while Rodgers has been out, of course, but I, I literally don't know how to feel when the offense is on is on the field. I just don't, you know, and I don't know how long the defense is going to be out there. Um, so it's, you know, it's an emotional roller coaster despite their great defense. I really, it's tough. I don't have a lot of, I, I love the Panthers. I've always loved the Panthers. But this season especially, I mean, they have a great record. They're, they're right there. Um but I never feel confident. I just, I don't. So I, the one time I feel a little bit better is when the defense is on the field, but there's, there's a lot going on that, you know, I have no confidence that they're going to win any Sunday. <laughs> so Cam Newton is, he is Superman. He is seemingly an indestructible force. I mean, this is a guy who flipped his truck and then played football and yeah. was like in a picture smiling about this near death experience. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Why, though, are the Panthers so set on insisting he win the game by himself every week? Because it does seem like that's what they want to do. You're going to you're going to have to make every play with your legs. You're going to have to throw to you and I at receiver and you're going to have to go win the game that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, It's a great question. I don't know the dynamics of of what goes on in the locker rooms and the meeting rooms, because I, I think. On the one hand, I heard this great expression. I can't take credit for it, but someone, I think it was on local North Carolina radio, made this great point that Cam can do things that no one can do. 
And we've seen that, you know, last, I think last game versus the Vikings was a great example of that he was doing all sorts of crazy stuff, but then he also can't do things that everyone can do. You know mm. what I mean? Like he just, he hasn't passed for over 200 yards, I think in five of the last six games, not that he's needed to do that to win, but he just, you see a throw go way over someone's head and you're like, what was that? You know, what's going on there? So I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's certainly winning all these games by himself in an unorthodox fashion, but, you know, I don't know how much he sticks to the game plan. I don't know what their record would be if he stuck to the game plan. I, I don't – it seems like he's bailing everyone out, but then also he's doing some weird stuff that if it doesn't go right, we would be going, oh, my gosh. And we've seen that. I've seen that as, you know, watching him over the years where, you know, it's great when it's great, but sometimes it's a little head-scratching. Yeah, he he's sort of a higher variance Aaron Rodgers in that way, because even even Packer fans, even the biggest Aaron Rodgers fans will tell you that there have been times, especially over the last few years and, and early in his career, you know, he held the ball too long and he always wanted to make plays down the field early in 2016 when the team was struggling. They he, he was not trusting receivers, not trusting protections. He's bailing out of the pocket, but then he's he can do things that no one else can do. And it seems like that's a similar thing with Cam. Like no other team is going to run a quarterback sweep with, with their guy. (laughs) Like, and and do it on third and six and convert. Like, that's, what's so crazy. Like this offense is mediocre, but they convert third downs at a high rate because they have the ultimate sort of equalizer. And that doesn't matter if guys are open, Cam Newton can take off and he's 6'5, 240. Good luck tackling that guy. Absolutely. And we've seen that. He's used that to his advantage his entire career. No one's figured it out yet. So I just, he's fun to watch, but it is a little bit, like I said, of an emotional roller coaster of just, is this going to work out and be amazing? You know, like it was last week, or is, are we. Are we six and 10? Like last year, I just, I don't, you never know. And even though they're doing well, I just, I really never know. But that's why I guess we love football because you feel like you're going to you know, either throw up or, or cheer your face off at the end of every single game or both. Yep. Yeah. It could be both. That'd be a lot of fun. Where are you with Christian McCaffrey? I like him. I was, I was excited. I, I like him. I think he's added a spark, uh, you know, where are you as, as someone in the national, in, in the, the national media and someone who's not a fan, what do you think about him? I'm biased. I think, I think that he They've gone out of their way to incorporate him in the offense to their detriment at times. I think they they force him the ball a little more than they need to. But part of that is what we talked about earlier. Who else is Cam going to give the ball to? I think Greg Olson. Himself. Yeah, I mean, that's it himself, right? Like, right. <laughs> I'm with it, you. It, it's that that there was the um, the joke going around the guy that would throw the ball up and, and he ran under it and caught it. Like, that was the... <laughs> Like, that's what Cam Newton has to do. And look at Cam. Like, he'd be a great tight end. Oh, yeah. He's, he'd, he'd, he'd be an unstoppable receiver. Like, he, they, he is so unique in what he does. I don't like the idea that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is, is discussed as he, he might not be the greatest quarterback in the league or the, he might not be the greatest quarterback ever, but he's the most talented. This is the, this is the word people use. I disagree. I think Cam Newton is the most talented quarterback that's ever played. He's just not the best. He can do things no one else can do. Rodgers is more skilled. Mm-hmm. And if Cam can ever it can ever hone the skills a little bit more, I don't – like it's 2015 every year because he was so good that year, so dialed in, and that offense was so great. 
I just don't know how you get back to that without giving him some more help because Greg Olson's not going to live forever. Agree. I wish he would. You know, I, every year I'm like, is this it? Is this, uh, you know, for him to keep up the production that he's had over the last few years is, when healthy is, is absolutely incredible. But I'm with you. Do you think Cam will ever, because at a certain point, and as I said, I'm, I'm biased as a fan, it's like, when when does a guy when do you say, okay, this is what we got. This is the cam we have, you know, like, is he going to hone those skills? I don't know. You know, is he going to continue to develop, especially like you said, without the proper weapons when they're trading away Kelvin Benjamin and et cetera, et cetera. I I don't know. I don't know if this is the cam that we're going to get where it's, it's, you have no idea every single week. And, and like you said, he's so much talent, but, but we don't know where that's going to manifest. And at a certain point, you know, you're not a a young kid in the league anymore. this is what you get like with, with Jay Cutler, right? Like you, I mean, the arm strength yeah. that was there. I kept thinking just as a casual bystander, Oh, he's going to be incredible, you know? And, and at a certain point you have to go, okay, this is what we've got. And, and what we've got is a lot, but you're right. There may be some things still left on the table there. I don't know. I think what, what will have to happen with, with cam is sort of like what Jim Bob Cooter has done with Matthew Stafford and just say, okay, we you have gobs of talent but we need to rein you in a little bit and mm-hmm. we need to give you some of these easy throws and we need to train you to say it's okay to check the ball down. And Matthew Stafford's efficiency has gone up, even if his production has come down. And I think the right offensive coordinator could do that with Cam and, and hone that. But I mean, your point is is well taken. I think that you are what you are at a certain point. I just don't think we're there yet with Cam. We saw in 2015 that when he's rolling and he's in the right situation, he's got the right pieces. I think for me, the geometry of the offense in in Carolina without Ted Ginn is just off. Mm-hmm. I think he his deep speed was such a big factor, even if he only caught like every third pass. It didn't matter because teams were worried about it. And so I, I think that changes things here. I know you said you weren't confident about them ever just because <laughs> that's it's it's hard when you're you know when your passing game can't you know do much but the defense is great the the nfc looks wide open especially with carson wentz's injury absolutely if they if they are able to get into the playoffs why not carolina oh you're not gonna get you're not gonna get a a measured answer from me. <laughs> I just, I look, I'm a pessimistic fan by nature. Um, and then that Super Bowl is going to stick in my mind forever. You know, yeah. um, I don't think they're nearly the team they were that year and look what happened. Um, but I think they also, how much stock do you put in momentum? I, Cause I, you know, like the pieces aren't there to me, you know, they just aren't. But then, like you said, you've got this incredibly dynamic quarterback. You've got this great defense that if things start to click just in a way in which they've, if they just play their best game for the, the rest of the season and into the postseason, they could. You're right. They could. I will never see it that way, but I hear you. But I just, okay, so as a, as a Packers fan with, with Aaron Rodgers coming back, like how much stock do you put in that, that will to win him willing them to get into the playoffs. Cause I think the same thing would have to happen for Carolina because I just don't see the pieces of a complete team there quite yet. 
Yeah, I, I feel the same way about Green Bay, and and yet we, how often have we seen Eli Manning get hot at the end of the year mm-hmm. and go win a Super Bowl, or Joe Flack? I mean, Joe Flacco, yeah. get hot and go. It it's just it's one of those things that we we've seen it often enough that when you have a quarterback as talented as these two teams had, I, I think you're you're right to compare them. They're very similar in a lot of ways because neither team is complete. With Green Bay, it's their defense, and with Carolina, it's their offense, but the difference is Carolina's offense has Cam Newton. Green Bay's defense, there's no defensive version of Cam Newton, maybe not in the league, full stop, but just on on certainly not on Green Bay's side. So if if you told me that Carolina continued to play top five, top eight defense, and then all of a sudden Cam Newton got hot, mm-hmm. I mean, they can go anywhere in the league and win. And and we saw them do it. We saw them beat the Patriots earlier in the year. So you know, they can, they can beat anyone. I, uh, what is your, obviously in the last 24 hours, your feeling of this game might have, might have changed. So what is your feel for it? I'm not going to ask you to make a prediction, but you're welcome to just your feel for how you think Carolina and green Bay are going to match up. Oh, like I said, uh, permanent pessimistic. So I was like, Oh, Aaron Rodgers is back. That's a, that's a shutout. You know? No. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. I really yeah. do. These two teams play each other well. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be fired up. I don't know. You might have more knowledge of this than me. I don't know exactly how well he's going to be able to put that arm to use. Uh, I, you know, I'm sure he's not fully healed, but I know that that Green Bay is conservative in, in bringing him back. So I'm sure he's going to come out there and look great. Um, you know, the the home field advantage, I think, is big. I think if, if this game were in Green Bay, it would probably be over. Um, I could see it coming down to the end. I could see it coming down to the end. I think that the Panthers, truthfully, if I put my pessimism aside, I think they've got a great chance. But I just think, I know that there's a lot of, you know, I talked about momentum and I know there's a lot of people that doubt that and that think it's cheesy and I hear you. Um, but I think there's just a special fire in Aaron Rodgers and the fact that his team is still in it. Um, and they know they have to win out to even have a chance. And that scares me a little bit as a Panthers fan. I think it's going to be a great game, too. I think similar in the terms of the the drama of the end of that 2015 game when it came yeah. down. And, and that was a, the Packers having to mount a furious comeback in the end. But I think ultimately it's going to come down to, if not a final possession, then a, then a final defensive stop from one team or the other. And I think it's going to be a great game. So I'm looking forward to it. Kristen, where can people find more of the work that you do? Yeah, so I am all over any type of social media that you have. I am there and it's at Kristen Balboni on Twitter. It's um, facebook.com slash Balboni Kristen. Um, that's where I've been doing a lot of the college basketball games and college football games that you'll see in partnership with Facebook and Instagram as well at Kristen Balboni. So it's just my name everywhere. That, that, that is a, gr- <laughs> a go, great, right? great branding. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I want to thank Kristen again for joining Locked on Packers. And before we finish up, I want to remind you about our Pro Football Focus Edge giveaway. All you have to do is put your name and your Twitter handle in a review of this podcast on iTunes. Rate us. Leave a review. Tell us what you like, what you don't like about the podcast, preferably what you like. And you'll be entered to win a Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. That's a $39.99 value. It gets you access to player grades, to NFL draft content, to fantasy football data, 
so much of their charting and their tools are are advantageous for a fantasy player because it helps you understand who's on the field, when they're on the field, and how their team is using them. So all this data used to be free and it became so valuable they had to start charging for it because teams legitimately started asking them for it. So you can you can have the data that's normally behind the paywall for free. And all you need to do is put your name and your Twitter handle in a review of this podcast on iTunes. This episode is brought to you by Shell. College football is best enjoyed at home. You know, the home that has no rooms because it's a stadium of 70,000 screaming fans. But wherever you are, ESPN and Shell can take your fandom further with savings up to 15 cents per gallon for Fuel Rewards members at Shell. Welcome home, football fans. Terms and conditions apply. See fuelrewards.com slash fuel your fandom for details. Shell is an official sponsor of ESPN College Football. ESPN, the ESPN logo, and ESPN College Football are registered trademarks of ESPN Incorporated. This episode is brought to you by Philips One by Sonicare. One-up your brushing with Philips One. This one is the ideal one for those who are still using an old-school manual toothbrush. To all those people, it's time to take your brushing one level up. The solution is a simple one. It's the perfect timing one. It's the long-lasting battery-powered or USB rechargeable one. That comes in multiple colors to match you one. The one with a subscription that delivers new brush heads for just $5. Your teeth deserve this one. Philips One by Sonicare. One up your brushing. Learn more at philips.com slash one. That's P-H-I-L-I-P-S dot com slash O-N-E. The Friday show is going to feature injury news. Trey Turner, who is the, the the best offensive lineman the Panthers have, he's going through concussion protocol right now. Uh, that was something that that popped up after the game, and so it's unclear if he's going to be if he's going to be ready to go on Sunday. If he's not, that's a huge deal for Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark because the interior of this offensive line is is where they're better. The edges is where they have issues, so that would be big. Captain Munnerlin left practice. He is apparently unhappy with his playing time. That could be its whole other set of issues. He is going to be in charge of Randall Cobb, of Trevor Davis, of Geronimo Allison, of secondary players, potentially Jordy Nelson in the slot. So if there's issues there, that could also have a serious impact on this game. Jake Ryan didn't practice on Wednesday with a knee injury, so we'll see where that goes. Devon House is not practicing. Nick Perry was limited. So there's a lot to get to tomorrow as we go through how these injuries are going to look. Remember, there's no practice on Friday, but the Packers do a projection in terms of who they think is going to practice. By the time you listen to this, you may know more because the Packers are obviously practicing today. So that's its own set of information that that we just don't have at, at the time of recording here. So there are no major injuries for Green Bay to be ultra concerned about. I think if Jake Ryan... Um, it isn't able to go. It doesn't. It doesn't crush any game plan they have. Although certainly you'd rather have Josh Jones playing safety than than a backup linebacker. But the Packers do have Clay Matthews back and healthy. Ahmad Brooks is back and healthy. And so if they want to go with the Clay Matthews Blake Martinez two linebacker look, they certainly could do that and not sacrifice anything in terms of pass rush because they can put Brooks and Perry on the edges and say, go get Cam. 
And that might even be better because those two guys are stronger than Clay Matthews. And and there have been some times in the last few years where Clay has had shots at at Cam Newton and has been unable to take him down. So uh, that's just the reality of, of where we are with injuries, and we'll see what Green Bay has to do. We'll find out more tomorrow. So we will get that podcast to you probably late afternoon on Friday. And then we got a game. And Aaron Rodgers is playing in that game. And and this is a unique experience because going through the Brett Hundley times was it was unique. It was fascinating. It was it was a, a curiosity and it was at times gut-wrenching because he is not anywhere near the player that Aaron Rodgers is. There was a unique feeling finding out Aaron Rodgers was coming back. It is a a likewise unique feeling to be excited to watch him play for the first time in in nearly two months and I I can't articulate it to you I know it is it is sort of not sort of literally my job both here and and otherwise to articulate those kinds of things but I'm I'm so excited to see Aaron Rodgers play in this game I think he can take advantage of this Carolina Panthers pass defense, and and we should be in store for a great game. As Kristen and I talked about, I think this is going to be an outstanding game. I think it's going to come down to the last possession or two. And for for your sake, for my sake, for all of Packer Nation's sake, I hope Green Bay gets the win. We'll see. But we've got more to discuss this week, and then we'll be right back here next week, hopefully discussing a Packers win. So until tomorrow... You need to stay locked on Packers.